0: Hey there, everybody. Josh Presley here. I'm super excited that you decided to tune in for the first episode of the Growing Up podcast. This is an idea that I tossed around with quite a few folks, and we finally decided just to knock out the first one in the living room of a good friend of mine, TJ Smith. He's actually going to co-host the show with me. And so I hope you'll stick around. We're going to talk about a lot of different things revolving around agriculture, but throw in a little bit of Career development, and also our own experiences, and hopefully bring on some really interesting guests that can share their experiences as well. So I hope you'll stick around. But coming up now is the first episode of the Growing Up Podcast.
1: Mr. No, no, we're no, not open on Saturdays. We uh, we take Saturdays with our families.
0: Oh, that's a big that's right. part, a family business.
1: Absolutely.
0: Okay. Introduce yourself. What's your name?
1: TJ Smith. I am. T.J. Smith,
0: that's it. That's it. it. <laughs> that's it. You, don't want, you don't want to give any context of who I am,
1: what I yeah. do, where yeah. I'm from? Yeah, T.J. Smith. I'm from downtown Silver City, Georgia, the hub wow. of the world, God's country.
0: Wow. Yeah. That was a bold endorsement of Silver City. <laughs> don't blink as you go through. Is there a saloon in Silver City? No,
1: that went out in the 60s. Do they still have horses? No, no horses. Quit running Shine through Silver City a long time ago, too. Where Baltimore. is Silver? Silver City is in North Forsyth County, right on the Forsyth-Dawson County line.
0: I didn't even know that was a thing. It is, it, it is. is. I'm from the booming city of Murrayville, so. Marvel. Yeah, we got a chicken plant. You
1: do have a chicken plant. And Marvel. that's it.
0: They made the Chipotle chicken. The Chipotle chicken. Yeah, organic. Organic. No antibiotics. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, because it's chicken can have antibiotics. We all know that. We do. It's alive. the government,
1: right? It is alive. the government. Um, The fact that they don't want to make those chickens healthy for people to eat bothers me.
0: Heaven forbid. Yeah. Heaven forbid you don't want salmonella and other issues coursing through your veins at all different times.
1: But, you know, people are willing to pay a great deal of money for those antibiotic-free chickens.
0: Yes. Or meat in general. Or meat in general. That's right. That's a big one, too.
1: Huge fallacy out there.
0: But that's okay. Yeah. Maybe we'll conquer some fallacies in this podcast.
1: I hope that we do. Yes, because I have a lot of opinions. <laughs> Do
0: you? Well, <laughs> guess what? Podcasts are the perfect place to share opinions. Absolutely, because then are. you can put them on the internet, and then they're there. They're there, and yeah. people
1: can agree or not agree, and we really don't care. Because I know, but I was told
0: I was told that I was too young to have a podcast because I'm still developing, and I'm, I would hate for people to. form You're wise beyond opinion. your years. I don't know about that. Mm. I got gray hair beyond my
1: years. Maybe you'll learn something from me through this.
0: And vice versa.
1: And I'm sure I will. I'm sure (laughs) I will. Some new hip terms Uh, from the younger generation. Yeah, you know, having a teenage kid sometimes isn't easy because I don't keep up with all the terms of things that are going on.
0: Yeah, and being like putting people on blast. That's right. That's not something that we're going to do here. I am not putting anybody on blast unless you you deserve it. You're going to start using that I am going to gonna. I can't it. wait for when I hear about somebody at the insurance office that does something that you're just not a fan of, and you're just like, I'm going to put you on blast for a minute.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I yeah. hope you do it. Just I'm putting you on blast, and then we're putting you on the
0: podcast on blast, and so everybody's going to know it. And maybe you can use the podcast as like a development tool. Yeah, yeah. Because I do the radio, and I think it's helped. Like, I really do. I think, like, just talking with somebody and then hearing people's comments about What you're saying, but them not being in the conversation, I think it's super beneficial.
1: It is super beneficial because I think that everybody needs to continue learning, no matter how old you get. That's true. Because when you stop learning, you stop progressing. My opinion. And how
0: big is our age difference here?
1: Well, how old are you? I think I'm I'm going to put you old enough. I think I'm old enough to be your dad, probably. Well, I'm 23. Well, I'm going to be 47. So I could be your dad. Wow, well,
0: you're just twice my age. I know. That's not too far off.
1: You'd never guessed it, though, either. No, I would have
0: never guessed it. I knew it. you wouldn't it. have. I really wouldn't have. That's a, that's a true statement. From the time that I met you, I thought you were mid-30s. Eh, a lot of people say that still. Yeah, I think that's pretty awesome. I think it's because you shave your head.
1: Probably. bald head people may, or do look younger. I think that's true. I yeah. think
0: that's what it is. Well, and you're rocking a cool new go, too. <laughs> which, uh, which, yeah. Which I think is neat.
1: I do like the yeah, facial hair. My wife told me I could never go without facial hair. So, in almost 20 years of marriage, I've had facial hair. She right. says I look like Jay Leno without it.
0: That Wow, that's fitting. Did yeah, we get, the jaw. It, yeah. Yeah. That's what it is. I don't mm-hmm. have that problem. I don't so, mean, But, hey, that's okay. Yeah. I dig it's There's some magician that people say that at cook but I've never even seen him, so I wouldn't know. Who, Am David Coff- David Copperfield? No, no, no. no it's some like new guy. Um, not some. Not one of the old. It's like one of these hip street magicians, you know? Oh, really? They do the card tricks on the street yeah. for money. Do you yeah. know magic? No. Oh. Maybe enough to be annoying. <laughs> like that person <laughs> that pulls out a party trick. But that's not me. No, I don't. That's um, excellent. Yeah, I know. That's excellent. Look, jack of all trades, right? Yeah. You yeah. are a jack of all trades. You're Hits a drone pilot. I'm a drone pilot. And hence why we're doing a podcast, too. Because I don't have enough side gigs. Yeah. By doing all the things that we do. But we did want to do this podcast. We had talked about it a lot. Yeah. And we want to talk about a lot of different things. Um, I'm Josh Press. I didn't say that earlier. You're TJ Smith. Obviously, I did say that earlier. Yes. But you said you're in insurance, but specifically with who?
1: With Bagwell Insurance out of Gainesville, Georgia. I run the Cumming location, which is actually North Versailles, Silver City, Dawsonville area. It's not really incoming, but uh, – yeah. Been with Bagwell Insurance about 17 years now. Right. It's so, ironic. It is. Yeah. Seven, 17 years. I spent seven and a half years in the chicken business.
0: Right. Because you have a degree in poultry science.
1: I do have a degree in poultry science, a minor in agribusiness, and a master's in business administration.
0: Oh, geez. Yeah. And it's thundering. And it's really thundering. For emphasis. <laughs> For emphasis. On all those degrees. Yeah. So yeah. what made you want to go to poultry science because I think you have a background your family does
1: I do have a background grew up in the poultry industry my grandfather owned A.C. Smith poultry company in Silver City where he had a hatchery and a milling operation and uh, we fed uh, breeder hens and broilers and we had pullets and um, he was a part of a group of men who bought marjack poultry in Gainesville and um, I think there were two or three different companies that fed chickens to Marjack and processed them and um, were really uh, instrumental in vertical integration in the poultry business back in the uh, 60s and 70s.
0: Wow. Pulled out some big terms. Yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah, I try to, try to sound as intelligent as possible. <laughs> is that right? <laughs> yeah. With your glasses on top of your head and all. Absolutely. Which you can't see, but that's okay. Uh, but the vertical integration is a huge part of that, which plays in. So did they... Did you Was that the time frame in school where they were like really emphasizing that and the technology was coming in? Were you there during that time frame? Well, I'm not that old. I know you're not that old. But I'm saying like there were a lot of technological changes in the time frame that you were at school oh, yeah. and now.
1: Yeah, I mean, vertical integration was huge. I mean, you had your big companies. You had your Tysons and your ConAgras and your Pilgrims, and um, you had some smaller companies, Seaboard. But they were all vertically integrated. They all had the – you know, the breeders, the broilers, the hatcheries, the pullets, the feed mill, they were all vertically integrated so that they could cut costs right. and keep costs in-house. And that was huge for the poultry industry because uh, when you're talking about making money in the poultry industry, you're talking about making money down to the hundredths of a cent, and that's right. how close they watch it. Um, so a little power flickering going on there. <laughs> that's, uh, that's always nice we're, in the middle of a podcast. We're, yeah,
0: we're creating that much power.
1: Yeah, we are. We're creating, generating. There you go. Absolutely. Absolutely. So yeah, um, I went to I went to Georgia in '91 and graduated in '95 uh, with that poultry wow. degree. Wow.
0: Yeah. You graduated a year
1: before I was born. I know. I know. Isn't that awesome? That's so impressive. Thanks. I feel like I've been put on
0: blast here. <laughs> that. <laughs> good use of that term. That's it right there. And then I went to UGA also. I got a horticulture degree. So kind of a different ballpark, but we're both in ag. Yep. And that's kind of what we were trying to gear this around because bagwell does a lot of work with ag producers right i'll insure a lot of ag producers we do
1: um agriculture is one of our niche markets that we really pursue because it's so huge in the state of georgia it's the number one revenue generator in the state of georgia
0: yeah 72 billion
1: dollars that's right as of last year huge industry and poultry is a huge part of that um and i'm an advocate for our poultry companies and our poultry farmers in general and so i feel um i feel like my um, expertise in the poultry industry is able to carry over in insurance and I'm able to do good things with that because I can I can speak to poultry farmers and I enjoy talking to them
0: right and I think and I think that's the huge thing is that when you're able to take something maybe it's not the most ideal and maybe it's not not the most ideal place where your focus sits but you're able to transfer it into right. Other areas. right which is kind of what I think I've done I'm an agronomist now for the Farmers Exchange in White County and but I started in commercial fruit and vegetable which really doesn't have a place in North Georgia of any size it's more concentrated down past make it and once you get farther south but then of course we've got our powerhouse hitters like Jay Moore and yeah. Burt's Pumpkin Farm you know all of these kind of agritourism, agritourism places which we'll probably talk about a lot more since that's kind of a growing trend that I see as far as people getting into act, they right. don't have a background in it. Um, and I, again, you just kind of swap your focus and find that niche market that you're able to work with. And I think that's what something y'all have done really well, um, as far as work making insurance work. You know, not just in having it, but you're doing something for those growers and those right. producers.
1: Insurance is such a tough business because people don't understand it. They, they're spending money on things that it's just basically a promise. Right. Um, you know, and so insurance is tough for folks that that who, not a whole lot of people read their policies and the policy language and they really don't understand it because it was created by attorneys. But, um, you know, it's up to us as agents and producers to be honest with our customers and upfront and, um, you know, show them that we're there when they need them, um, need somebody when they're backed up against the wall in a loss. Right. Um, because that's what they're paying for is they're paying for us to be there when they have a loss. Right. And, uh, you know, farmers have tremendous amounts of money invested in their farms, poultry farms, um, farm markets, agritourism stuff going on in the state of Georgia right now is huge. And, um, you know, a lot of times growing uh, peas and beans and your regular row crops is not generating enough uh, income for the farm. And so they can take some land and put a a 10 acre cornfield out there and put a corn maze Right. have hay rides and uh, and that be their primary revenue generator right Um so it goes
0: on to fund and build fund bigger, bigger, parts bigger that's and right. expansion that's right because I, th- I think it's one of those ones for uh, at least in agriculture you may have a difference of opinion if you're not growing you're sliding back absolutely because I mean with corporate farming I mean we've seen it with the dairy industry in the Midwest and in the northern part of the country you know they're getting put out of business up and right. And so, anytime I think we watch on, because well we're uh, obviously we talked about seventy-two billion dollars here, but what's the next closest industry? I think it's hospitality, right? And hospitality. I think it's like fifteen or and,
1: maybe twenty. And you know what? Agritourism crosses that line into hospitality right. too, right? Exactly. Um, so you know, our our state's very diverse from from north to the south, and um, agriculture plays a huge role in that, right? And so it's yep. been.
0: And I don't know if you saw this the other day, but like Pinewood Studios is the right. big one that everybody talks about because they filmed the Marvel movies and stuff. That, right. Well, they've actually split. Pinewood split with their partners that were in Atlanta because they're going to go a different direction. And so it's like that's how quickly, you know, are they going to take everything with them? Probably not. Is it going to have an impact on that industry? I'm sure it will. Sure. It, it'll reflect in numbers, but I mean, I feel like Ag is the one that has been consistent. As far as what is the driving force, what pays the bills, what right. keeps the lights on?
1: That's right. That's exactly right. Um, you know the the film industry in Georgia has been they've benefited greatly from that because of the tax advantageous uh, nature that Georgia puts for the film industry. But you know that's one of those uh, that's one of those things that can be a flash in the pan. Where ag's not because yeah. you've got too many generational farmers in the state of Georgia that want to keep growing and keep building and making themselves better
0: right and like what a mo- like a movie might come and film for what a six month period period right and then it's in production and then that's it that movie's done yep. whereas i mean like you're investing in property equipment you know all these inputs just to get a minimal re- I, what i would call a minimal return right. on most of the outputs you create that's right i mean you pay the bills and then i mean it's really it boils down to the passion of it right right um so that's an interesting thing, and we're always trying to find ways to make it better. You made uh, the joke earlier. I'm a certified drone pilot with the FAA. Wasn't a joke. I, it's not a joke, but it, it sound, A lot of people laugh because they're like, "What is an agronomist doing with a with a drone pilot's license?" You know. Uh, but we've transitioned to more of the precision ag side of it because again, we're trying to ma- maximize those inputs like water, fertilizer, you know, seed cost budget out plan that way people do have a little more left over because i'm i'm a huge proponent of like i'm sure you've heard it with farmers i want to make 200 bushel corn and that's all i care about and i'm like well i'm from the camp of if you make 200 bushel one year your next year you should try to make 210 right like why would you ever want to just keep the same goal right you know what i mean i'm sure right i'm sure if y'all have like so many people that you have insured I mean, I'm sure y'all don't just set a number, and if y'all meet that every year, you're fine with it. No, yeah,
1: but that goes with anything. It's not just it's not just farming or insurance or anything. You always have to set goals. Right. And you want to you want to set goals that uh, stretch you and are achievable.
0: Right. And it's a challenge, right? And it's a challenge. Yeah, because I feel like when you don't have those goals set, then you can become complacent. Right. And I and see it all the
1: time. W- and when you're not challenged, you're bored.
0: Oh, for sure. and and boredom
1: what's that there's a complacency boredom with boredom comes complacency
0: i've heard that and then there's something else i don't know there's a really good and i have it tacked up somewhere it's a quote about what boredom can cause but i mean it's one of those things where if if i don't feel a challenge that i start looking other places that's right and anytime you adjust your focus to other stuff you've already lost that's right i mean and so and, and i know that can go for a lot of different things um, but obviously in ag, if you lose focus, you know, and I feel like they've been a lot of situations have been so downtrodden in the most recent years that it's hard not to sh- try to shift your focus and find something else. Which right. is why folks are going the agritourism route. You know, the bigger farms in South Georgia, they're still you know waiting on a return on funding that they were told they were going to get after the hurricanes and stuff like that. And so it's like, where do you turn next? Like, right. what's the What's well, gonna again keep the lights on? That's right. You know, so
1: and so, uh, you know the the farmers down in South Georgia that get affected by the the wind and the rain, and the hurricanes and stuff like that. You got to feel for those guys. But there is so much innovation out there that they can they yeah. can shift their focus and make a different way, a different path. Right. Um, they just have to they just have to trust the innovation and technology available. Right. And like you know, we were talking about the drone pilot stuff that that that's hugely important now because. Um, where you can scout cotton, used to scout cotton fields with people. You can do a lot of it with with drones, right? Um, and check the health of your crop and all that stuff. You know, from, from one point rather than having to get out in the middle. And you can check a lot more area,
0: right? In and in a shorter period of time. And it's like right. the joke I make to folks: is, man, why do you need this? And I'm like, well, for instance, if you have 100 acres of corn, I'm one guy. It'd take me a whole day to walk it and find an issue, mm-hmm. whereas you could fly it and 15 minutes and know exactly where to go, Right. pin it and go and right. figure it out. And I, it's like uh, somebody that used to work with the company that I work for uh, made a comment about, oh, man, you get to do the fun stuff. Now, I used to have to walk all of it. And I'm like, well, I still walk it. You're just doing it better. It's, it's just more efficient. Yeah. It's Why would you waste your time right? Wh- like chasing down something that you may not find? Because if you're over by three rows, you'll miss it. Right. That's the irony of it is that you could space wrong and completely miss the problem. And it could potentially be catastrophic if you catch it at the wrong time.
1: I think the drone stuff's incredible. I think that's awesome. And the fact that you actually, the testing you took to do that, that tell me about that.
0: Uh, So you have to take your basic aeronautical test, which is, if I'm not mistaken, if I understand it right, I'm not an aviation expert. But that's the first, that's like your step one. For any kind of like going into the like if you want to be a chopper pilot or fly an airplane for fun on the side or whatever that's where you start and then you can go and do like lessons and in plane and get so many hours to do that sort of thing but uh yeah it's it's crazy i never realized like sectional charts i never realized how many protected air spaces there are in areas where you would not think there would be like claremont that's a protected air zone because there's a private landing strip somewhere right there. Hmm. And so it's, I mean, it's just interesting to find all of that out. And you have to be able to read a sectional chart. You have to have confirmation and like, if you're gonna, like I could go fly at the airport, but you have to call it air traffic control. And like, you have to schedule flight. Yeah, you had to learn all your, you know, like whiskey tango out. You had to learn the whole alphabet Mm -hmm. and like all of that weird stuff, which I was not accustomed to. And if you ever do take that test, don't study the night before. (laughs) That's what I did. And, I mean, I got a good grade, but I'm, I mean, I'm a good test taker, but I'm not, uh, I just cram for stuff, which is probably not the best thing to do, but, um, but they do those classes and stuff now. Right. That's a huge industry. And again, it's leveraging what you're good at, right? And there's right. a lot of people out there that master the test, know how to teach to it, and they're charging a thousand or $1,500 to teach you how to take the test. Wow. Yeah. So, I mean, like, even if it's not bringing in an income based on that one skill, you're pulling in off of something else right. that you're good at.
1: So you're pretty sharp cookie to be able to uh, take, take that test on one night cramming, right?
0: Yeah. I watched like a three hour video and YouTube? went for it. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. YouTube's
1: fantastic.
0: Yeah. You can learn just about anything on YouTube.
1: Absolutely.
0: Or about anybody.
1: I thought about changing the engine in an old car out here, just watching a YouTube video, but just on I, decided, what kind I, of old I decided against it. Oh. I don't have an old car. Oh. I was just thinking about it. You were just going to get one. I was just going to get one.
0: Get one. and then Find the YouTube video. Or and were you going to find the YouTube video first and then get No,
1: the I was going to do it after. Yeah, no. Yeah.
0: Really live life on the edge. Uh, on the edge. You're lucky you would pick the one car that doesn't have the video I know. about it.
1: Yeah. Because that's
0: always my luck.
1: Yeah, the 78 Pinto, I think, would probably be a tough one.
0: Yeah. Or, like, or you know, the Gremlin. There you go. That's what <laughs> I was thinking. You go. Go get a You Go. <laughs> yeah, You Go. Yeah. That'd be awesome. That would be pretty dope. Yeah, you need a you need a mascot car for Bagwell Insurance.
1: Yeah, I'm not sure we need a mascot car. No
0: mascot. No. No car. Maybe
1: the dog car on Dumb and Dumber. Oh, there you go. That would be at the van, you yeah. know, with yeah. the ears and the oh, tongue. Oh yeah,
0: that would be pretty intense. That would be intense, and you could drive it everywhere. I, I could, but I'm Bagwell not going Insurance to. Mobile. Yeah, I'm not going to do that. You're not going to do that. No. Would that be I crappy? I was
1: Buford the Cow though. Buford you were the Buford, Bull.
0: Buford the Cow. Buford, the bull. Oh, Buford Bull. bull. Yeah, that that it definitely had others.
1: No, he didn't have udders, did he? I,
0: oh, okay. I well, don't never think mind. he had a, but, th- but you actually go to visit, right? I do. And do the ag day kind of stuff.
1: Yeah, it was fun. We did it with our mobile dairy. Mobile dairy is fantastic in Georgia.
0: Yeah, it is really cool. And her uh, Nicole she Nicole runs that, and it's yeah. really neat. And she's been out to a lot of the events that we've done. Uh, and that, they actually usually use a local cow. Yeah. Which I didn't know until I started working more with uh, some of those folks that coordinate that. But they usually pick one up from a local farm, which I thought was a really neat way to kind of connect it with the area.
1: Absolutely. And the kids, it's such an educational thing for the kids. It's great.
0: Right. And that chocolate milk doesn't come from brown cows. That's right. Right. Right? As much as
1: we'd like to wish it would. Yeah.
0: How cool would that be?
1: It would be pretty cool. Yeah,
0: but it doesn't work that way. And I think that's another misconception, especially, you know, my girlfriend teaches fourth grade, and the amount of you know, just no knowledge of where their food comes, you know, food mm-hmm. comes from Walmart or, or the grocery store Yeah, or whatever local grocery store there is. Uh, and they have no clue that somebody grew it. You know, there's yeah. no connection. Whereas, you know, it used to be, you know, a lot of people grew stuff in their backyard. Right. Now people ask me all the time, they're like, how do I get started? And I'm like, "Plant a plant. That's right. Put it in a pot. You know, I live in an apartment, put it in a pot. Yeah, it'll. It's a it'll lot still, of still gonna stuff. grow. Yeah, it's gonna grow, and it's and it's the easiest, it's the easiest gamble you can make. Right? That's right. It's, buy
1: buy a two dollar tomato plant, yeah. stick it in a pot, and, <laughs> and you if know, it
0: lives or dies, you try something different. That's you know?
1: right, and but I mean, you know, it doesn't take rocket scientists to uh, grow a tomato plant in a in a pot with a little bit of Miracle Grow soil. Yeah, and you can grow that up and have fresh tomatoes. Man, that's easy.
0: Yeah, and it's a and it's an experience, right? Like, well, I think first grade is when you do the lima bean project, yeah, where you sprout the lima beans, yeah. And I feel like if I remember, that's like really the last true, uh, that's the last true moment where I feel like we did anything truly ag related, right? You know what I mean? Was that little bean project until I got to high school? We obviously had an ag program. I think for Forsyth does.
1: Yeah, we've got an ag program. I was always involved in 4-H growing up. Right. So not So much not so much the FFA or the ag program, but I stayed involved in 4-H. But Forsyth County's got a great ag program. Yeah. Um, you know, and um, as an agency, we're hugely passionate about bringing ag to the classroom. Right. Um, some of the field trips we've had with uh, with the elementary school have gone been going to Jaymore Farms, where they, you know, take the hayride and they pick strawberries and they plant a bean plant. My son Sawyer planted a bean in a pot out in the yard and we picked green beans off of it. Right. He he grew it and he made sure. He also got a cabbage plant and grew a cabbage in a pot. It was unreal. Yeah. Um, So that's all it takes is to get started in ag business and agriculture, um, just to have an interest and a passion about it.
0: Right. And I think that's the ideal thing. And I think we're probably going to see a switch to that, right? Because I've even seen it with new clients. They're trying to get. A, I call it the concrete jungle. Mm-hmm. You know, people that I went to school with in Athens, and Athens has probably even changed. You know, since you were there. Oh yeah, you know? big time. Yeah, and so I mean, these people are. You know, it's almost kind of reverse. We talk about like urban sprawl and how the cities get bigger, but that's all due to the fact that people move out of the city yeah to get halfway away from it, yeah. and then it just follows
1: that's right and people aren't looking for much they're looking for a, you know a quarter half acre land and They think it what they've got is huge and yeah. then you think about the whole scope of agriculture and how big it is which you know I think is important with our um, with our kids and is showing them that you know farmers are a lot more important than just their overalls
0: yes and I and I'm also a firm proponent of is that a lot of the farmers that are big farmers now you would never know it. That's right. If you walked up to them. That's right. And talked to them because the level of, yeah. um, you know, real world competency that they have because they have to be involved on so many different levels. Yeah. It's politics. Oh, it's, yeah. It's, that's you huge. Know, knowledge of you know where uh, climate is going. You know, all of these environmental issues. I mean, all of that gets looped into one big basket. And I feel like ag is the one place where you can touch just about any industry, right. indirectly, uh, whether it's transport, logistics, politics, you know, bioengineering. I mean, you name it.
1: Genetics. Yeah. Bio bio genetics. Yeah, all of that stuff. It's huge. It's huge. It's not just farmers are not just farmers. Right. They have to have a knowledge of everything, which is, you know, in my opinion, why I think this podcast is so great is that. Um, you can bring a lot of knowledge to people and things that you don't know that are necessarily ag-related right. um, or even, you know, quote-unquote unquote, quote, country-related. Right. Um, you know, so I think it's important that, you know, the next generation farmer has all the knowledge that they need to, to move forward. And succeed.
0: And succeed. Right. And because it's what, the, the the model number in 2050, it's $9 billion, right? Yeah. And we're already feeding the other 99%. On the one percent or less, yeah. And we're going to have to do it with less land and less farmers. The average age of the farmer, I think, is what fifty-eight. Yeah. Which is should be terrifying. That's to right. Anybody, and I'm a firm proponent of is the if if you like investing, the biggest investment you can make right now is in ag companies that produce. I mean, why wouldn't you hedge your bets on a um, necessity? On the, on of the world's food. Yeah. On the <laughs> world food source and clothing source. Yeah. You
1: know what I mean. You know what bothers me getting into politics about this is why are we as, as Americans at such a disadvantage in the world when we produce the majority of the food sources in the world? Right. We should be in a position of power all over the world. We should never that's have awesome. to have to worry about anybody else in the world.
0: Right. And I think it's this. I think it's the, that push that's come from the industrial age. Right. Yeah. But like I talked to somebody the other day, is that people. I feel like people have caught up to us. As far as manufacturing capabilities mm-hmm. and having the labor force to compete with us. But, like, where's the innovation? Yeah. Right? I mean, the innovation still comes out of here. Yeah. I mean, we're still some of the most innovative people uh, on the face of the planet. And we're always finding ways to make things better. And we're also, I mean, n- not solely responsible, but a lot of people that, you know, worked in the ag industry here made it possible to solve issues. I mean, the uh, Norman Borlang, the guy that, created the um, orange rice, the golden rice, mm-hmm. which solved all those uh, nutrient issues and starvation problems in third world countries. Right. You know, I mean, that kind of stuff. And I mean, I feel like the general public hasn't seen a lot of that. Because um, now what the industrial, now the political push is that cows cause...
1: Methane gas. Methane
0: gas that causes global warming. But yet most of the row crops account for most of the carbon fixation across the U.S. Because, and it's I saw a really funny picture. It's that picture of the big city Mm -hmm. with all the smog. Mm -hmm. And it's like, it's funny how people here explain to me how we're causing such an issue out here. And it's like an open field with trees and grass. And I'm like, that kind of goes against the whole... The whole process, you know what I mean? Like, there's there's some stuff that, like, you have to have to make it work. That's right. And greenery is one of it. That's you know right. I mean, right. But, I mean, we're probably steps away from somebody creating something to pull a lot of that out of the atmosphere, right? Yeah. Is that, I feel like when you get past the point of trying to blame somebody for something, that's when we're when at solutions. Our, yeah, that's happens. when solutions really start to churn out, right? Yeah. And, like, you're, like if you would have looked at somebody 200 years ago and said that there's going to be a car that drives itself. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, they would have told you that you're great. They, they would have been, like, what's a car? You know yeah. like I <laughs> 200 you know years mean? ago,
1: they would have been, what's a
0: car? Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. you mean we don't have to walk there? You know, that's my whole point is that like, when we're determined enough, we're going to find a solution. And that's what I feel like. Necessity the,
1: is the mother of invention. There
0: you go. Yeah. And I feel like that's the point now is that we're, instead of feeding on that necessity of knowing that we need to Change some things because I'm from the camp that we do. Yeah. I mean, the population has risen crazy amounts since people have been able to survive longer. But um, I think that we play the blame game too much. Absolutely. And if we just you use that brain power to
1: if we could skip the blaming, it. yeah, and, and go just to feel find like a we solution. have a problem, yeah, let's find a solution. Fix it.
0: Yeah, yeah, and life would be a lot easier.
1: It would be, but nobody. Every, Life is a game of CYA.
0: Yeah. Mm So. It's one of those things. And will we ever solve all the problems? No. No. Because there's always going to be a new one. But And that's the other thing. It's like when we solve an issue, does it create another issue a century from now? Sure. And I feel like, and I mean, again, that's what happened. I mean, that's why we're where we're at now. Yeah. But I mean, just think of where we would be if those things wouldn't have happened. That's right. Because I mean, we live in the, I mean, I'm a, one of the greatest time to be alive right you know what I mean as far as technological advances healthcare and health you na- care you name it well I mean how can you argue with it you know yeah when the life expectancy, see what only 75 80 years ago was you know mid 60s 50s 50-60. <laughs> yeah I don't know I mean it's just crazy yeah that you're that you harp on it that much that's sort of the thing that gets me is that we live in the f- freest country in the world in one of the safest places in the world, and if you turn on the news right now, you'd never know. Yeah, you, that's I the, mean it's it's the, hard to watch.
1: It's terrible. I don't even watch the news anymore. I pick up my news from internet sources because I don't want to see it.
0: No, it's and a, and it, it all drives a narrative, right? Yep. And I and I think that's the big thing. I think that's the opportunity that we have with this is you know to shed some light because we talked about having guests, it sheds some light on the good stuff. That's right. That comes out of you know and how people's
1: innovation and in their ideas and right. the things they come up with to, you know to
0: or success or people that you know have had a successful career or right. just getting started or you know came up with a cool idea uh, and across a wide variety of different um, backgrounds and you know education levels and that sort of thing I mean
1: and not necessarily, we we won't necessarily always agree with people, but, right. I mean, the fact that you can sit down and have a conversation with somebody exactly. and, and walk away and still be friends, that's a lot of the thing that's not going on in politics today. You For sure. be friends. Yeah.
0: For sure. Um,
1: you would say that a lot of people probably need to grow up, right? I would say they need to grow up. Wow.
0: Look at how we work that in. Just right wow. here at the end. Uh, that's awesome. And we've talked about this and we think, and actually, I'll give my girlfriend credit. She came up with the name, Growing Up, as the name of the podcast. Because I, I think that gives up a lot of, I mean, I think everybody grows every day up until the day that you die. I mean, I think you're growing. Yeah. Uh, and if you're not, then that's all that's all you are, dying. Right. Whether that's in your personal life, business, you know, or even, you know, relationships or whatever. Um, I think it's important to give people the tools so they can succeed. Absolutely. So that's what we're trying to do. That'd be great. Um, and so I think it's been good. Well, we're at the thir- whole 33-minute mark. Wow. And just like that. And I don't even I can't even remember what we talked about.
1: Well, we'll listen to it back and see what we talked about because I'm sure there'll be a lot of topics that come off of this first one.
0: Yeah. The title's gonna be like seventeen topics. Yeah. Be like
1: <laughs> We covered a lot of ground. <laughs> we covered
0: and we'll just have to hit the nail a little bit better next time. But I mean I think it was the good way to introduce it. Yeah. Kind of get some of the ideas we want to talk about out there. Yeah. And then we'll have it again. guest next time. That'd be awesome. No clue who it'll be. We'll, Maybe figure we'll pick something it out, out
1: of a hat. Yeah, that would be we'll good. We'll
0: put a bunch in a hat and pick it. Yeah. And then we'll trick them into doing it.
1: That's right. We'll just tell them. We'll promise them food or something. Yeah. Yeah, M&M's that's, or, you know,
0: Oh. Something. Oh, wow. Yeah, we'll give you
1: some M&M's and water.
0: Really, really splurging <laughs> on the guests. I was thinking like lunch. Oh, no, dude, no,
1: no, no. We're not going that dude, deep dude, yet. Like, oh, when yeah, we start yeah. getting sponsorships, then we'll start bringing in lunch. Oh,
0: wow. Well, that's true. <laughs> that's fair. Maybe we'll just take them to where they're. That would be great. Yeah. We could just go do the radio show there. Yeah, there you go. That's awesome. Thing. And just like that, it's over. And I think it's good. This is a good stopping place. I appreciate you doing this. I appreciate you agreeing to.
1: I think it's going to be me. fun.
0: I think it is. It's going to be great fun. And we talked for two hours before this. Yeah. If we would have just recorded, we would have had a month's worth. A month's worth of episodes.
1: Yeah, we could have started out on the front porch when you were looking at our plants, and then you know, no cohesiveness. No, none at all. We could just figure it's going to be a lot of editing. <laughs>
0: <laughs> this stuff. A bunch of stuff. I think maybe we should change the name from Growing Up to A Bunch of Stuff. Yeah. But uh, maybe that's another one. Maybe that's the spinoff.
1: It could be a Just spin-off. a bunch of
0: stuff. Just Everything <laughs> that doesn't make it in, we just piece together with no context.
1: Yeah. Or we'll put out a special edition.
0: Oh, there you go.
1: I like special editions. We'll People make it an hour. An hour. Special yeah, edition of, just of a bunch of stuff.
0: That I've cut out and pieced together. And then yeah. give it out to people and let them have it.
1: That's right. Outtakes. Yes. Outtakes. Exactly. outtakes. Well,
0: bloopers. Bloopers and outtakes. Bloopers and outtakes. Big That's word. always good. Yeah. And then who knows? We may even video it at some point.
1: And people will love it.
0: Yes. Because we look like a, like a crew, right? Here. I
1: think we have the perfect faces for radio.
0: Yes. It's ideal. <laughs> That's why I do the radio. So it's not a big deal. But yeah, we'll wrap it up for now until next time. But we appreciate it. That's it.
1: See you later.